Good evening. I'd like to call us to order. It's Tuesday, July 1st, 2014, Chapel Hill School Board of Education meeting. More members, you have an agenda before you. Is there a motion to approve? So moved. Second. All those in favor say aye. 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 And that's approved. Any of those is approved. Um, so zero. That brings us to announcements. Any announcements? Um, Ms. Pittman is in the audience, and I would like to announce that um, through her and her staff, our district once, once again recognized with the finance award, and we thank you and the entire accounting department for all your Anybody else have an announcement? Okay. Uh, board members, we need to approve the personal agenda and addendum and addendum two. So all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? I guess really there was no agenda change, but I missed it. That brings us to the minutes of six, June 5th, 2014. The approval of the minutes for June 5th, 2014. Second. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? That brings us to the opportunity for public comment. Uh, we will have three minutes. Andrew Ionian will use his iPad to time, and um, it gives a little beep. Let's give a little beep when you have a minute left. It has a little visual. Uh, we ask that folks refrain from um, using uh, student or uh, personnel, um, mentioning them by name. There are no placards in the audience. And uh, the board does not generally reply immediately at this time. So I want you to be aware of that. And we have a certain order. Is there anybody here on behalf of their school improvement team? We have a very small audience today. I don't see anybody from the teacher organizations or high school student representatives from student government. Which brings us to the opportunity for citizen comments. If anybody would like to speak, nobody has signed up, but that's okay. We give everyone an opportunity. Just can queue up over here. And um, if you'd like to speak, come to the podium and state your name. and. We're just here for the discussion. Are we sure? Okay. How many here in the audience are reporters? Are you reporters? <laughs> okay. All right. No. no. We're the only board, really, that does business in July. Because we have to rely on the other boards to do their budgets in order for us to keep moving. So no, I think that's a first. No citizen comments. Mike, do you think? Probably not. None. Probably not. It's Tuesday. When there were citizens here. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It's the week of the 4th of July holiday. Um, are you here to speak for public remarks? No, he's here. No, okay. Oh, my reporter's here. Good. Okay. Go on your corner. You found out later it's on Tuesday. Board members, we have a consent agenda before you. Move consent agenda. Second. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Thank you. It, yes, the Carborough uh, Elementary School is going to be um, creating an outside eating area for the public, and um, the funding was donated to IT to, from the PTA. Well, that brings us uh, to the work session, which is our budget um, development. Well, as you know, the General Assembly uh, has still not reached consensus on the budget, um, and the proposed budgets from the Senate and the House. Uh, differ significantly um, from a difference of $850,000 to a potential over $3 million. Uh, but as you know, we're in, in the middle of our hiring season um, and we need to still move forward with uh, preparations for the, for, the, for the school year. So what we're hoping and, uh, that you will be able to do um, is to take a look at our recommendations. One reflects the first, um, reflects what would be the, the house budget, which would be um, the best case scenario, and an additional million dollar reduction if something else were to happen, which we're guessing something will be above the house budget, but you know, we're hoping that it doesn't get to be the worst case scenario. Um, but we wanted to at least have some direction as we move forward in um, our hiring preparing for the next year so we have a budget a budget in place which obviously will be adjusted once we're clear on what the state does. Um, our reductions again are based on uh, information that we've shared with you before. Uh, a lot of 
this dialogue prior board meetings, um, and there are some explanations for all of those reductions included in the abstract. I, I would just add that you know obviously the big unknown um, from that impacts our budget is salaries and so this house version uh, as well as Senate Bill 3 which is in essence a, another house version uh, is an average of 5% for teachers uh, that's um, reflected in that additional $850,000 uh, the Senate version is obviously a whole lot more plus uh, plus the teacher assistant reduction that they uh, proposed in the Senate version but um, what, where things end up with teacher raises will have a big impact on, on our budget. And then um, as we presented at the board meeting, uh, the last board meeting, we had the classified employee study um, in terms of salary and uh, staffing of classified employees. So we want to continue to keep that in the back of our minds. And when we bring that forward, um, hopefully we're going to have some clarity before the 17th. But this represents what our current thinking is now in terms of where things may end up. And at um, chairs, I also asked Todd what would happen, what would be our circumstances, and we want input on this, if um, if they don't actually make any changes and, and this past fiscal year's budget flows into this coming fiscal year, meaning no, no staff raises. And so uh, just in terms of just general thoughts on that, so if the General Assembly doesn't provide any uh, type of salary increase, I think we would come back with a recommendation uh, for, a, for a local salary increase. Um, so that would be a, a primary driver if that is indeed the case, that the state just continues with status quo with the budget that's in place. Uh, we'd want to look at that. Just a point of clarification, if we're doing that, um, you would be funding local and state. You, you would be funding a um, one-time a one-time raise, kind of like the time we did the five hundred dollars, or for both those funded local and state budget. We could look at that. We could look at a flat amount on top of everyone's pay. We could look at uh, changing. But I mean, every formulas. We, we were talking about everybody, not just those. We were talking about everyone. Correct. Right. Just using local funds to cover it. To cover everything. Spread the thinner. Yeah, and what I asked them too was. Well, then, will we need to make any of the cuts? And um, was reminded that our fund balance is far, far below its target. So we need to, if we actually, in, in that circumstance, consider whether we also need to put some of the, the funds there. Another question, just clarification. Do you have any sense of the likelihood, not that I'm going to, no reporter hold into this, <laughs> just a sense of date-wise, realistically, the likelihood they're going to do anything. So far, let's, let's call on Mia. She's, See if she's talking uh, Well, leaders in the Senate said that they expect to be here all July. That's oh. what I thought. I mean, that's, and that's partially like, a bargaining, just, you know, we're not going to fold easily kind of talk, but it could also be real. It's happened in the past. Right. We, yeah, we know. So when we did the resolution, we um, did it certainly for July. Did we do, we might need an additional resolution, or did it go through August? to give funding I'll, for our district. We'll need to check on that. I'll research that out. In case, we, case on the 17th. We've done that in the past, too, where um, Ruby is, and has brought us a, one time we have a budget to September, mm -hmm. sort of a, we're going to pass this if it doesn't happen, then we're going to do this. You know, we're not definitely doing this. Okay, yeah. Monthly budget. Right. We, but we didn't meet again until August 27th, so we'd have to cover, you know, August and perhaps part of September. They, we left it to them. To it's from July. Frame. The way the um, resolution, resolution works, is from July 1st until the budget is adopted by the board. Okay. okay. And the percentages are okay? It's at 95% of the local budget okay. allocation. All right. So that's good. Well written then. So do you guys want to tackle the tier one first and then we'll, we'll have a little more with the tier two? Is there Are there any questions on that first $850,433? Um, that that is sort of we we want a clear plan should the house budget be approved you know this, this is just work session and the clear plan being proposed by administration is that eight hundred fifty thousand um, four hundred thirty three dollars should the house budget prevail is everybody all right I mean nobody loves it but any debate any discussion on that part we've been over them. we've this been over very yeah. consistent with what we've been over okay. sure. So, would like to understand what the implications of some of these are. Uh, I think I know some of them, but it's not clear to me uh, what the reduction of 
and specialists we can do to our ability to implement the gifted plan is currently written. So I think I've I've heard a little bit about the central office reorganization. Um, I've heard uh, I guess contracted services. I think I understand what that is. The counseling survey we just don't get that this year. Mm -hmm. um, it's about the north side reductions. Mm -hmm. What does the um, North Carolina virtual public school local reserve reduction look like? Does that mean we have less access to it? When it was analyzed, um, this is more focused on what we actually currently what the impact of the policy change and what our projections show in terms of what we would need from local dollars to cover. So no change in the access policy or correct. Access. No, just the main thing was if we, if we offer the course, and we, yeah, and we're hoping to that. So that's Class size minimums, I've heard some discussion about this as well. Mm -hmm. This is consistent with what we're already doing. So we're enforcing the policy yes. there. Yeah. Okay. Um, so specialists already commented on and then reduce the driver education local subsidies. So I think the board, uh, what does this mean? Sure. So, so last, um, for the past, over the past three years, I don't remember which year it was, but at least two different years, the General Assembly reduced uh, the amount of driver's education funding coming to the district. Um, last year, we weren't certain whether we would be able to um, offer driver's education to students without charging a fee. One of, the, one of the other components of the General Assembly's legislation was to allow districts to charge a fee. We looked at that uh, as a board, you guys decided that we didn't want to charge a fee, and so um, last year we put in a $40,000 local subsidy, uh, set aside if you will, if we needed, um, uh, if we needed it uh, to be able to pay our driver's education bill. Um, I just reviewed our driver's education budget last week as we closed up the year and finished paying the invoices, and we did not need to use the local subsidy, and so therefore um, that's where that item came in, so to, 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 to no longer provide the local subsidy. You may have read in the paper uh, over the weekend that the Senate's plan uh, uh, does completely away with driver's ed funding, and so, but that's not earmarked until 2015-16, so we may be having another conversation about driver's ed, how it's offered, whether we charge a fee, whether the board wants to look at different options, but we gotta, we'll get, we'll cross that when we get to it. Yes, okay, but the 40,000 does not change any fees or no. approach or accessibility access. Thanks. That's, that's the first one. Mm -hmm. Any other questions on this? Yes, and uh, about the a follow up to the driver's ed um, question. Did we set aside the forty in case we had to charge, and then we'd be able to subsidize individual students who could we, not afford it? We set um, so students sign up and register throughout the course of the school year. And so we don't know how many students are going to sign up through the course of the given school year. But um, the reason the funding was there was to pay uh, for any slots after we exhausted all of our state funding. Okay. We didn't so exhaust. We were still planning to. Put the bill. We were going to foot the bill okay. if we needed to. Okay, so for this past year, did we have fewer students to sign up? Or um, we ended up having enough from the state. We had enough from the state. So and the demand was not as high? Um, the demand, um, what must not have been as high, one thing I'm thinking is um, the economy may have an impact on this, just in terms of um, vehicles, gas, things of that nature. People just might not be as eager. Uh, I don't have any data to support it, it's just a hunch. Okay. That's right. Okay, thank you. Michelle? Um, just to clarify a little bit more than what Mike said about what the gifted specialists, um, is the plan part of the way to absorb this moving forward, trying to centralize testing? Yes, we've talked about that. And we're also looking at different testing as well. So that's part of the plan that we're working on this summer. Great. Anybody else? All right. Okay, so I think we have basic consensus on the, that, that first tier. Now then, 
And that brings us to the next step. And Tom tried to put in the um, language, you know, when there might be reduction in force and sort of spell it out for each one. That goes up here. There we go. Page. And that is um, the 900, an additional $920,830. This one we want to talk about, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the priority order um, from the administration. Do we have any comments on that? Questions? We'd like to get some, some kind of, um, know if there's any issues, problems, questions, or all that kind of stuff. Because we haven't gone in depth in this one before. Anybody want to start? James. So Todd, I sent this to you. Um, yeah, the, the, item number two on here, the custodial positions that will be contracted out now. Do we know what our hourly salary is for these people versus what they could expect to make as contractors? So we pay just over $11 an hour for our custodial workforce. Um, and that's consistent whether they're a full-time employee or a part-time employee. Higher, of course, for supervisors or um, head custodians. Um, we have two different vendors. Uh, I heard back from one. Uh, employees are paid $9.66 uh, an hour. Uh, most of them are full-time with the one vendor that I heard back from. They have about 30 employees. I think 22 of them are full-time full employees. Um, again, you know, the first 850, the second 930, these aren't reductions or recommendations that, that we would like to make, um, but given our where we are, we have to put something on the list. Um, thinking about that, yeah, that one specifically, I would, I would just offer just some thoughts for the board. We're currently um, in the middle of two systems. So we have our district staff schools, and then we have schools that are staffed with um, district employees during the day, and then a um, cleaning contractor uh, in the evening. Um, our current budget reality is such that moving back to all district and, um, employed schools is it's just not fiscally feasible given where we given where we are. Um, talking to some of our principals and our maintenance staff, um, some of the things just to consider. Um, many of what we're proposing here in terms of positions that could potentially be impacted. These are part-time positions, and so these are four-hour. Um, Day employees, and it's not their primary. Um, it's not their primary job. Um, some of the other challenges, just that we face with this as a district, is that um, when there's an absence, uh, whether the person's uh, sick, uh, um, has another commitment, can't work, we don't employ substitutes for part-time custodians, and so oftentimes these schools go without. Um, Whereas with a contractor, some of the um, they they basically have full time staff and they have an obligation to staff, to staff the job and get, and get the school clean. Um, another thing is that during um, during the summer, uh, many times again these people this isn't their primary job. They have a full time job somewhere else, whether that's at uh, a university or an, another job in town or somewhere else, and so their primary job, they don't have as much flexibility in being able to change their schedule. Um, and so in the summer months when um, in our district's uh, staff schools, um, we're limited in terms of the number of staff we have that go in and uh, do the you know major cleaning, the tearing out all of the furniture, the stripping of the floors, the waxing, the cleaning of the blinds and so forth because the part-time employees aren't able to come in during the day because they have another job uh, somewhere else. Um, and so summer cleaning is uh, often left to our full-time staff. Um, so those are just some, some of the challenges that uh, we, we currently face with, with how we're set up. And then again, we, we have two systems that we're managing. Um, and just depending on which building you're in, um, you have to approach it differently. Michelle. Oh, I'm sorry, James, were you done? Well, I mean, I just, I'll make a comment to the board. I, yeah. I mean, I don't think we have a living wage policy, but clearly 960 isn't a living wage, and I don't support moving additional people. I understand the challenges we can't change what we have right now, but I certainly don't support moving additional people to a non-living wage. Just 
to clarify, though, too, if they switch, um, besides the hourly wage, do they get any benefits if they're here with us versus benefits with the company? Or is it just purely hourly wage, if you're a full-time employee? So um, they're, I'm looking out there, for district staff, 20 hours or less. Just partial benefits, so paid holidays, sick days. Um, but, not, yeah. for, but nothing above, the next threshold is 30 hours. But I mean, yeah. I guess I'm asking a full-time custodian who's, well, who's under our umbrella gets benefits. State benefits, just like every other full-time State benefits, employee. and then a full-time custodian under the umbrella of this contractor, their benefits. I don't I don't have the details on the benefits that they get. Of course, the, the cuts would only be to the part-time position. Okay, just, okay, to just sure. I want to make sure that the public knows that it's consolidated, it's just to the part-time, not mm -hmm. the full-time with this. And the part-time people don't, do they get benefits? They're 20 years old. Just the, as, the as partial as the prorated right. holidays, annual leave days, and sick no, days. Okay. No retirement. No retirement. Okay. All right. Um, any, well, while we're on that, does anybody else strongly oppose that? Is James the only one? Is anyone else going to be, um, have direct comment on that? Annette? Well, I'm certainly hoping that it doesn't get to this point. Um, I, I would like for us to you know, be able to maintain the support of the schools because I can see a lot of things just kind of falling through the cracks. And lots of calls from schools to somewhere to seek assistance, you know, if there if are issues that come up that they cannot handle. Um, so I can see challenges with that, but you know, I, I also know that we're, we're in a community um, where, for whatever reason, many of us don't connect or, or really can't fully appreciate the fact that there are lots of members in the community who make this hourly rate, and you know it's hard for, for people to imagine that there still has to be, you know, fam support for their families and things like that. So I would I would certainly want to try to avoid this. Um, and uh, I, I mean, you know, if they were to be considered for the the, the vendor, um, do you have enough of a relationship with the vendor to know that um, to know if these employees, you know, if their 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 record and work experience warrants it, could join this company at the current rate that they're being paid? We can make the request, but we can't. Uh, you know, direct their, their business practices. I mean, because I know there are entities where, you know, your your hiring salary in a new position reflects your past experience and your your, your past pay history to some degree. So, you know, I, I guess I would want to be hopeful that they would at least consider starting them where they where they previously were. But you know, otherwise, it would be. Um, I think uh, you'd you have know. to hope that they'd even be that they'd be employed. I, I don't think you. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I would just throw right. that out, you know, because I know sometimes that is considered, you know, their the past salary is. Okay, so that would just be a tough one for me to support. So, but just so you know, I mean, if that were to happen, then this savings would decrease. Because this is not put in. This is put in. Right, I understand. Right. James and then Mike. I, I'm sorry, Annetta said something about um, you know hoping that it doesn't come to this list. Are, are we expecting out of today to have a priority order here? I mean, there is an order here. Yes, yes. That, I'm sorry. So, about so even I mean, regardless of what where we end up with the cut mark next time we meet, we need to have the we, conversation about what the order is. Exactly. Today. Exactly. Yes, that's our goal. You want it. On we don't know what the cut. I, at least, if at it's least in priority lower. order, then you know it goes down until you hit balance the budget. So I guess, yeah. manager, so if you yeah. could clarify, people yeah. are opposed to this. That does that does that mean it goes off completely? You don't want to consider it because then administration has to put something else there, or do you, you want it at the bottom of number six? Those? That's right. what right. I would Thank like you, to Sean. James and I, <laughs> I believe in a living wage. Um, I mean, the county just increased theirs to 12 something and is trumpeting that, and we're not even paying that for all of our staff today. I, I, I think that this is way out of line with the values of our community um, okay. to take employees and put them down to 960. So, 
that collective wisdom um, from from our folks on that as well. So I would, I would my inclination would be to leave with the list as is, including the custodians. Michelle. So I mean, I don't think any of us would argue about the concept of not supporting what James is saying in terms of living wage. Um, I would be in alignment with what he's saying if these were our full-time employees that we found that this was an issue. Um, when we're talking about, and I've said this before, these are going to be horrific changes in our classroom. Um, I'm more trying to keep the focus on how can we preserve what's happening in the classroom. We have teachers and staff that are working so hard with also all this misery going on in terms of their own sense of professionalism and satisfaction in their own jobs because of what's going on in Raleigh. And so I think we need to really lock arms and stay focused on what our issues are right now that we can address right now. And there are a lot of things that we believe that are fundamental values for us, but right now we're trying to preserve the core education for our kids. And I agree that now is the time for us to really work together with our administration that we worked hard to hire and get here for these tough times. Um, so I agree that to me that of these lists that has the least impact on the classroom. And so I would support it. And um, so I'll just echo what everybody just said and, um, and, and leave it where it is um, because it's but the part-time positions and knowing that um, we wish we could pay a living wage to, to folks. But also I the, the fact that we don't have subs when someone's out and we can make it more have a clean classroom at least um, and I know I was at the Smith SIT when they discussed this and they very much want to have they definitely see a difference and want to have a contract to service because of the consistency for the classroom so um, and then it doesn't matter about weighing in James taking the moral stand which is good but I think we have general um, guidance for administration on that now let's talk about service learning since Mike threw that one out. Anybody? Jameson, Shell? Well, I, I just echo what Shell said before about protecting the classroom first and foremost, and that to me is is not a classroom activity, and um, it's not. I, I don't think on balance it, it returns a lot of value to us. Who agrees with that? Raise your hand. <laughs> I do. I just to say, fifty thousand dollars. We're going to go right through that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, that's challenging. That Andrew and me. And then, what are you thinking? Well, um, I mean, I, I appreciate that it would gain us, you know, fifty thousand. But you know, that's true. It's, it's not a lot. Um, but I also appreciate that over the past couple of years, there have been you know major steps taken to improve the program. Make it more effective, but um, if this is the feedback that the high schools came back with, that um, you know, I can respect that, um, and I, I know that there's still you know many students who are not getting as much benefit out of it. Um, but I think we were, I guess, a year or two ago when the state was talking about a required, you know, capstone type of project, that there was a lot of excitement about it, you know. There are many districts that already do it, aside from any state requirement coming down the pipe. But, you know, we may be looking at this again, probably not in the near future, because money is just, you know, they're decimating public education, so they have very little value in um, project-based learning and, um, you know, using what, you, what you've learned um, out in the community. But you never know. Um, I think you know keeping it kind of near the top of the second tier is reasonable. Okay. So, all right. Um, looking at the list, are there any other questions, comments, shifts? Let's, let, or we can go to the next one, whichever. Uh, I don't, it it, James, go ahead and throw something out. I, I was just going to say that the, the number five on the list, um, and I completely agree with, with Dr. Brownsey. That's one again that's less impactful to the classroom. I had to swap. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So where would you put it? At the top. Next to. Sure. Above two for me. We can. That's all good. No, it's, it's all bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's all bad. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Does it vary by size, I guess, and Tapai has that allotment. Uh, or, yeah. I mean, you obviously have, you have it on the list. You know, should it be higher? You know, is that, should it go or lower? Or? Maybe where it is. I think hearing from administration, if, as far as the rationale behind putting it where it is, would be helpful. Well, the conversation, too, is that in, in looking at, trying to look at things that don't impact instruction, but can still operate. We still have to have a lot of these positions that operate in schools. Our high schools are the ones that um, have more secretarial positions. Obviously, they're larger. Um, and the conversation is how do you utilize the people you have? If you have one less, how would you do that? Um, and sometimes what makes it difficult because of how these system principles are set up in that particular case are parts of the building. Um, so you do, you do more pooling in secretarial assistance. Um, some high schools do that. So there are some ways maybe they can utilize staff differently, some of the secretarial staff in pulling out some of the jobs that need to be done um, with one less person. It's going to be more work on some people, but easier to do it there than the elementaries where you just have that one person right. that's oh, right, right, right. Uh -huh. And especially with safety and security, you need to have someone at that front. Yeah. Sure. That's yeah. Yeah. Just a general comment. I'm not trying it by any means to the needs. Oh, um, here. No, no. It's, no, no. It's the concept, just throwing it out there as we all struggle with these changes and trying to think outside the box. I know certainly all the East the SIT meetings I've been to, and then some of the feedback we're getting from the public, there is a, a great sense of people trying to figure out how can we help in terms of our community. And I would encourage us, as you go through this, if you see opportunities, you know, use the expertise you have in your buildings, but to harness that and say, look, because we've made these cuts, these are some of the things that we need specific mm -hmm. assistance with. And obviously, you have to respect student confidentiality and things like that, but there may be ways, if, if things like this happen, there may be ways to really make an outcry to the community. We have these specific needs now, and that could become an area of focus mm -hmm. for our PTAs, our, our PTA Council, our volunteer office, our, you know, we may really have to think a little differently if um, we get to this level, because I think we all need to be prepared that we're going to end up. It's the same tasks that yeah. Exist, so maybe that might yeah, and, and you could channel that in a way that might be helpful for, mm -hmm. for the schools. I know many years ago in the 90s, we, we had to, I can't remember, we had halftime media specialists that had to be cut to zero or full-time to halftime, and that year, I know one other parent volunteered one day, and I volunteered one day, and because we were able to keep the TAs, we could get the books checked in and out, and we reshelved, and then the half or whoever, media specialists, actually do the mending of books and that kind of more higher level level thing and because they asked you know for it so good point well okay looking at these just let's just who has what to say about anything else that they want to offer up and I'll go first um, there was one with the teacher assistance depending on the level of cuts um, instead of there were two points for just to consider I, I if we have to do this we have to do this um, but instead of maybe only leaving one out of ten days, would it be possible maybe to have to look at the calendar and you know are, when, are, when are they more needed? Like are they needed at the start of school for setting up the classroom and training, or are they needed at the end of school? Or I don't know any of this. Are they needed during those teacher uh, work days? Um, that maybe we would do five out of ten days, depending on where how significant and severe the, the cuts uh, might need to be, and also then to look at. Remember when the ECTAs didn't start at the beginning of school, and, and I think they really need have to have some training if they're new to us in particular, or to any TA probably if they're new to us. You know, can there be can there be 
you know, an extra day if they're new to us to have that training because you, I mean, you just can't open school with a, an EC teacher and, and all brand new TAs. They, it's not safe. It's just something to throw out as, as you guys work on this later. That's all I have. Annette. Yeah. Also about the um, contract length of TAs, if they're if the days are reduced in order for us to get the savings, um, will there be some way for the, the TAs to still get the professional development? Um, because it looks like they would only have one work day. And was there any thought to create a thought around trying to, you know, how, how that the time would be made up, or not necessarily made up, but how they would still be able to get those opportunities for professional development. You know, if the school, you know, if the principal and, and others have developed a PD plan for the year that includes TAs, what would that now look like if they're not going to be in the building on those days? I think one thing we have to be intentional about, or more intentional about, our delayed opening day would still work on the delayed opening days and so there's at least uh, eight opportunities in the morning to provide uh, professional development for yeah. teacher assistants and you know if, if um, teachers in the building are um, doing professional development of any sort on those days and in reality these are the employees who are also in the in the classrooms directly with those teachers and so being intention being more intentional about and more focused about professional yeah. development on those days would be a, would be a step that Okay. One one other question related to um, because the, the information you provided indicates that reducing the number of days from two ten to um, to two oh one would be a reduction in force. Um, help me to understand um, because it's a, their position is not being eliminated. Um, is a reduction in the number of hours considered a RIF? Yes. Okay. All right. So for me, um, again, just echoing any of these that are directly related to being in the classroom or how the instruction in the classroom is provided would be the ones I'd want on the bottom of the list. And I um, appreciate that all these parts are important to that. But me not being the professional that you all are looking at this, I think some of these could go up higher and some could go lower. But I just, with that lens would be how I would want these ordered. And then also if you do have other insights about how you might, through the use of the community, make up, again, it's not nearly the same quality, don't get me wrong, but just how we might bridge this time, that might also impact what you finally do. And I also, I do worry that, which I guess you're going to eventually talk about, is that this still won't be enough. And then, um, you know what that what that means. So, so I think really worrying so much. I mean, it's all big horrible stuff. So, me in my position worrying so much about one, two, three, four. I'm just saying general themes, but ultimately I'm going to respect what our administration okay. brings to us. Okay. I don't know, James. Um, one thing that I, in, in light of that, in terms of how you use that time and doing it well, is that we ought to consider how we train TAs, you know, with remotes or, you know, webinars. webinars. webinars like a Rossi story. That kind of, I mean, we, we've started doing that more for, for teachers, but we also, they probably have some downtime um, that they could uh, they could access that as well. No, but what's, and you bring up a good point, because this was during our leadership week, um, this was a, a topic uh, in providing TAs with that kind of training, or um, alongside the teachers, especially as we look at those teachers classrooms that they need to be privy to the kinds of things we're talking about and implementing instruction and they have a need to have a common language with the teacher and so we need to include them more in those uh, shortened days and those kinds of activities but I think we can use technology to do something else. But even James's point was sort of what I was thinking in the back of my mind too a lot of us need for our professional development we have to do it on our off time and so you do it electronically you know, it's that way you're not having the, the money invested in terms of, you know, so making sure that access to the internet and had access yeah. to a means of getting to that, yeah. however we facilitate that. And I'm going to, um, the board's going to have more information about this at a later date, but uh, the district has been uh, redoing the classified evaluation and making it basically mirror the T 
teacher instruments such that it's a growth model uh, with the idea of exactly your point being very intentional and specific to the employee needs to have the conversation as opposed to a check the box put the number in in terms of that end of the year process being more intentional about conversations with individual employees about what they need uh, so you're going to hear a little bit about that um, in the next couple months Well, then, uh, not hearing any more, I guess we really didn't talk about in chairs, like, what are we going to do if it is, has to be much worse. Can, can we stop for one second? Sure, go ahead. Are we, so, y'all need to act, in, you know, start acting on some of this, and so I just want to make sure for my own peace of mind, we, we have consensus not 100 percent but consensus enough 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 consensus that when they start having to kind of get some of this stuff going even before necessarily before the 17th that this 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 order or some variant thereon is you've got this the board support behind them I just mm -hmm. if I understand it correctly there was consensus on the first tier on the first oh, tier. Second tier. and the now second on the second okay. tier um, I think I, at least from what I heard, I heard I heard some level of agreement, some items that could slightly change, but a general tenor to protect the classroom. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I think if we, if we want to talk specifics about that, I yes. think we'd like to see number five moved up. Are you in the second tier? Yeah. No, second yeah. Tier. Probably. I. I if, yeah. Pending any other. Well, you if you find out something else that it really can't yep. be done and it endangers students, that yeah, that move well, up, good one, Andrew. Right, five move up, and then three and four move down. And, and six also. Move six, six up. Six also. I thought six. I mean, it's not in the classroom. It's not it, right, and and because we've done it before, I've experienced it. When you go from full time to half time at elementary level, there are more parent volunteers. But I was trying to, and you keep your TAs who can check out. The books. So you move five and six up. And then three and four down. But I was trying to leave it up to administration. Right. To well, know, I think we're just yeah. saying to know, to know that we just don't want them to have surprises on, on um, July 17th. So, because they kind of right. start with that. Is it so I mean, just. But I, I hope you do hear us saying that, at least for me, I believe that trying not to have to reduce the hours of the TAs is more valuable to the classroom. That's what I said. Like I mean, I maybe if it's five days, well, those are work days. I mean, so it's not for the classroom. It's work but days, it's, but it's work days. You know, I would guess. You know, I don't know I like the specifics around the schedules, but I would guess that some of that time, and I would hope a substantial amount, is spent on development. They've got a plan. I don't know what the days are. You know, so that's why I consider those quarter. days to be useful. But I mean, if they're not useful, and and we're going to be creative through webinars and things like that to get it to them and not take them out of the classroom. I guess I would well, say what, what, what is required? When I was a sub, you had to do the yeah. bloodborne pathogens. There weren't that many required okay. webinars and training for, for being a sub or a TA. It depends on the school. Sometimes they have they have one day designated for a school-wide TA professional development, but it is it's, it's inconsistent by school, but as Dr. Lisa had mentioned, we're really trying to be more um, intentional about professional development opportunities with TAs. So. And that came up day. with the Head Start audit because it turns out that um, TAs need to have a uh, professional development plan so that we didn't have that for TAs, we had it for the teachers, and that was part of the remediation um, this spring to, to develop a plan. So. So it's not, I don't think it's as good, as well developed as you had hoped. I think what we'll hear from the teachers is the beginning of the year, helping getting the classroom set up and getting all the materials ready. That'll be, that's what we'll hear, oh, okay. that's what we'll hear from the teachers. Yeah. So coming back to, to Mia's point, if anybody has, I think then we're hearing, okay, we don't want so to have to do this, but right. If anybody has a burning, burning, Thoughts. I guess we should address, though, if it's worse than this. So, what steps? Not what exactly to do, but what process should we follow? We might have to call another additional board meeting. So that's uh, we we indicated that in the abstract. If we get a unpleasant big surprise, we'll 
uh, we'll want to call an emergency meeting. Yeah. Um, also noted in the abstract is that we've been preparing for this uh, for over a year. And so the teacher assistants that were hired all throughout last year uh, were placed on interim contracts. And while we'd like to hire them back, um, we're not going to do so until we have clarity. And so right now, I think we have mm -hmm. almost 80 positions that are currently vacant in teachers in, yeah. with respect to teacher assistants. And um, you know, I think if we if the Senate plan comes to be what it is, um, we're continuing to get that message from the state that teacher assistants are being reduced at the state level. And I mean, it would only, it would almost, I mean, it basically removes them all except for one grade, maybe first grade, but they don't even provide enough money to, to, at that level to um, provide one-to-one, -one. so. Wow. So, Madam Chair, since you're like the, I think the other part of just trying to be creative about this, if you hold an emergency session, something to consider would be then a game plan of how we can be as board liaisons to the different committees we're on, or would it be a change in like actually SIDS need to have an emergency meeting, PTA council needs to have an emergency meeting, these are going to be the needs of your school. You may not be ready immediately to lay that out, but I think at, at any point where we need to try to mobilize the community so that also that'll help people be more aware when the opening of school starts, this is, because people, even though everybody's very interested in this, it is the summer, and we knew that, that's where we tried to be as upfront about it as we could. But I just. That's sort of parallel thinking of, okay, well, how can we marshal whatever forces we have to try to, you know, our focus may be very different next year in terms of all of those things than what we typically use them for. Right. I, I don't know how else to temper it. I and think then I we guess have to rely on the um, administration, you know, with our, uh, we have our board meeting and then the principals, and that, um, because it came up at Estes Hills many years ago, um, the SI2s do know that they are in force. You know, they right. should have had their elections that they are in force and can and can, mm -hmm. can be called together. They just approve the they just approve the budget for the school after the fact. So I don't know that I'm understanding, Shelley. Well, I guess it's also a mean of marshalling this us as a community as opposed to individual schools. Some schools have more means than others, even though we've tried to do our best to kind of I I think just using and it have to come from administration, I completely agree. I'm not saying go wild off on your rogue yeah. thing. It's just think about the way we have different organizations to, to link our community with our schools and as we get these big gaps, are there ways that would have to be driven by administration and school administration? This is how we want, we need specific volunteers and these things That's that we can do as opposed to having it be led by like yeah, parents okay. sitting around going, wow, my classroom needs more books or, all of a you know, this yeah, is, yeah, yeah. This is yeah. what we need. And yeah. these are the positions okay. we administratively decided mm -hmm. community members could, you know, if you went through the screening and process. Be, and right. be intentional about Yeah, be intentional. Very, and if you provide that framework, I think we could really mm -hmm. move forward with some of this. Council. I mean, we can't do all of it, but. Gotcha. Now I got it. And then the other question I just had was with the raise piece that you mentioned. Um, Back at the other end of the spectrum. Well, but I mean, that's great, but at the same time, it does make a bigger hole because as you do the raises, then that costs more money, which, you know, we understand. So I just didn't know if, if that, that range that you mentioned of the raises, are we covered with this right now? If um, we get that. This, again, this, the Senate's version is the 5%. Correct. And so no, the eight, no, 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 the I House mean, is yes, the I'm 5%. Sorry, the House version is the, the House version is the 5%. And so that's that 850, that first tier, that 850 right. provides the additional funding. But does the need. second tier cover the Senate's? No. no. Yeah, I didn't no, think no, so. No. So yeah. that's where I'm just no. trying to. Yeah, we need tier like three, three and four. I think we do. I mean, I don't. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see. We don't know. Um, I'm sure you're work, yeah. working on that. As you said, you've been prepared for it. So and I, that I, emergency I think, meeting yeah, well, It's an emergency meeting, but again, I, I think it's what we've been trying. It's the teacher assistance. And right. That's, the, that's all we have left. That's the conversation that I think we're going to be. We've been because that's saying it through the year. That's what they're reducing on us as the teacher assistance. But so. is that enough when you have that plus the... But plus we the salary raises. So how far do you want to go with teacher assistance? Right, right. I mean, we're already with local funds right. supporting more than the state. Right, right. 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 No, right. I mean, right. I mean, if right. if the state thing goes through and that's the TA piece and you need X number of dollars and so the TAs are that that piece, but that plus the raise, maybe even more. So if we're done right. with everything, but it's not all the TAs. That's what I'm saying. Is the, the fourth and fifth grade right. TAs are 
already supported on a local dollar. Just to give you some sense of scale, the 80 positions that we haven't filled is about $2.4 million on top of the 1.8 that we've already discussed. I mean, it certainly could be, I mean, when in the past, when we've had to look, it could be middle school athletics, all kinds of extracurriculars, but we've all cut a little bit. Um, some of those additional positions um, that, that are full-time now, proficiency specialists, social workers, nurses, they might not all have to be full-time or get to be full-time. So it really be, can't, I mean, it can be very dramatic. It could be, although I think I'm hearing a slightly different line of thinking, I think, from our administrators, which is to say probably tier three would be teacher yeah, yeah. And, but, and, but what I'm saying is that that's not if enough. It's not enough. Like what Mike was saying, three and four, because there's a likelihood that that, that right. isn't going to be enough. It, it, so okay. I, I understood when the conversation with James was saying is if you remember that you have a pool, if you, you've got your state paid TAs, mm -hmm. but then we have a pool of money that's local paid, mm -hmm. and that would be something we'd have to think about to be led. But, you know, we'll, we'll go down that path towards the right. that are locally paid, and so that, that ends up being. Nonetheless, or we may pay different for different TAs than the level of the grade level that we're paying for, right? Because if, if you have nobody but a kindergarten TA, right, there may be a great need for a third grade TA as opposed to four or five, which is what right, we're right, right. You rearrange, right, yeah. right, right. Uh, and we just really don't have a timeline. Um, we just don't have a timeline on that. I know other um, budget <laughs> comments input here. This is meeting last week uh, they were discussing Obi Creek and uh, Ed Harrison brought up I think it was Ed um, yeah pretty sure it was Ed brought up that they it would be help they're entering so they voted to enter into negotiation mm -hmm. phase this fall mm -hmm. and what their negotiation process because this replaces the process that that exists in the comprehensive plan let's say it that way right there's a negotiation which takes some steps out of the current process and I think one of the steps that perhaps gets impacted that we need to be worried about is the allocation of the school site that we have within the OB Creek Master. In the comprehensive plan, there's a school site designated right. there. And so what Ed was mentioning was it would be helpful for them to know in their negotiations kind of what our position was on that site. And so um, I think that we need to get it on our agenda that we've had a conversation, we put some thought into ahead of the fall, um, knowing what our position and is. Tom was going to walk it. So, you, did you um, walk it yet? Tom, I'm not saying we have to answer that today. I actually have information to share on that. Okay. So, um, the first thing, just as a reminder, the board had the resolution specifically mm -hmm. asking that. So, I don't, I haven't seen any communication back yeah. from the town council to say whether they would honor the spirit of what the board's resolution was, but that would be an inquiry point, perhaps. Um, the second thing is I've received uh, formal um, correspondence from um, um, Ben Perry, who works obviously at uh, East West Partners, and with extending uh, what the details of their offer were with respect to uh, providing a permanent uh, reservation, if you will, within the OB Creek uh, land area. Um, and so, um, I was thinking that the August board meeting would be a good time to present that. Um, you would have recommendations from administration after we've had a chance to do our own independent analysis of what it would cost to access that location and just a, our thoughts in terms of the quality of the, of, of the offer uh, versus um, mm -hmm. trying to purchase uh, along, the, along the highway. And, and 
a dumb, dumb question. Is this no. an open session item or closed session item? If we can buy it, it's closed session. Right. That's, what, <laughs> that's what I'm asking. Just make sure. We can get it. If money's involved, we're talking about the process now, but, but when we actually talk about whether we want to do right. it or not, it'll be in closed session. Do you have sufficient funding in the CIP in case you want to take an architect or engineer along with you? Um, probably not. <laughs> but you're just that good. I guess I'm thinking maybe you should take one of our an architect or an engineer with you, and and um, you know if you if you need three thousand dollars, I have no idea. You know, three thousand dollars or a maximum or something. This is the time to get approval from the board for that, or, or the seventeen shift. Yeah. Or the seventeenth so, yep. would be enough time. Yeah. So you need to look at that and see if you need some board approval for some dollars. Because just remembering that you know, Carver High School may cost three million more than what we had planned to spend. Came out of our fund balance, one million of that. The county pulling up for the rest, delaying the arguing. We don't have that fund balance anymore. That's right. Mostly could just kind of accomplish this consultation, this yeah, walk, walk for this, the, you know, this take. I can pick the lunch. They give us they give us lunch at Greensboro. I think it's a, it's a, the location's better suited to tour in the uh, winter time. It's going to be an unpleasant walk. <laughs> Lots of mud repellent. Oh, um, I'll share. But last night, several of us attended. The Chamber of Commerce had a, um, a reception for elected government officials. It was it was very nice. We were recognized. Um, Dr. Fasella was recognized, and uh, we do appreciate the support of the Chamber on that. And we got to meet the new county manager there. Yes. Any other sharing? All right. Then we'll be back in two weeks and we'll eh, you know, see what we learn if we hear anything else. Is there a motion to adjourn? So Second. 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 All in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? We are adjourned. We don't have any